Hey everyone, this is Stella, and you're listening to the Wandering Below podcast. Today you're tuning in to Season 3, Episode 7, where Davide and I are interviewing my brother, Gary, a.k.a. G. G is a couple years younger than I am, but we grew up in the same cultural context, in the same home, in the same family. So we share a lot of similarities in our views on community and belonging and identity, and we talk through some of those today with G. It was also interesting for me to hear his perspective, um, having gone out into the world and gone different paths in our early adulthood and kind of coming back and talking about what it means to come home and what it means to belong to a place and to hear the differences in his perspective on this as well. We're also releasing this episode on the one-year anniversary of the launch of the podcast, so it's very exciting and it's cool to think back on all the conversations we've had over the last year and really as deep as we've gone in these conversations, it is crazy to think back that it's only been a year. I feel like we've explored so many different topics and it's been really great to connect with members of our community about belonging and identity and what it means to be of a place and what community means to us and what culture shaping can look like. So with that being said, thank you for listening. We'll dive into this episode with G. All right. Welcome to the new episode and welcome to our guest, Gary. How you doing, Gary? Hi, G. What's going on? Not much. We are ready to have this good conversation with you. I see we have a glass of wine and a little bit of whiskey on the table. A little bit. It looks like we are ready to start this conversation. Yeah, let's get started. Let's get started. Let's get started. So, as you know, G, we are having this series of conversations to just, you know, dig deep into what communities are and what your experience or the experience of our guests about community and belonging and culture is. So, let's start. How would you describe a community? Like, what is a community for you? Community is a couple of different things. I think there's two definitions. One is that you live in like a close proximity to people. Like Frankfurt is a community, you know, Utica. The people you live near or the town, the village you live in is your community. But then there's also a community where you share like common interests. And that could be virtual. That could be, you know, going weekly to play soccer, you know, going to trivia every week you know you share that common interest with people and i think you can make a community more or less out of that i don't think there's one good definition of community i think it could be two i mean in all the interviews we've done so far all the conversations we had i think it's apparent you know this distinction that you're making between the community the physical community of like being next to somebody Mm -hmm. and then the communities that are started or they exist because of the shared interests yeah. Do you feel like you have both of those type of communities in your life? Yeah, to an extent. Yeah, I mean, I feel as though living in an apartment complex now is a little bit different because, you know, you have people moving in and out all the time. I've only lived in apartment complexes when I was in college, whether it was undergrad or grad. So I feel... I get this like notion that it's like a temporary thing. So even though I'm a resident of, you know, East Greenbush, the town I live in, I don't really feel as involved as I do in Frankfurt. 
-hmm. When I come back here, I feel more involved. I feel like a bigger part of it. It's interesting because I am a part of the capital district community, but I feel more involved back here in the Utica area. Mm -hmm. Do you think it's because you spent more time here? Yeah, I think it's part of that. I mean, I'm more familiar. I know more people here. I mean, obviously, we were involved with more activities there. Obviously, high school was a big part of that. Small town, you knew everyone. Yeah. I think that definitely plays a part. But also, essentially living on my own now, it's like I have to make more of a concerted effort as to back in the day when we were just not thrown into it, our community, but we, we grew up with it. Yeah, I mean, it was here before we got here. Yeah. Yeah, and it was established, and then we became part of it, and it became part of us. How has uh, your experience been regarding finding community and building community in a new place? When, you know, you said, okay, high school and like, college, it's like all things that mm -hmm. are there, and they're like, exist for you to build community. They're kind mm -hmm. of like an integral part of that community. Like, you know, college is easy to be part of the college community kind of thing. Yeah. Like moving to an apartment complex in a different city, how has that process been for you of like, you know, meeting people and feeling like, you know, you belong in a place? It was definitely different. It's definitely different now, even as opposed to when I first moved there. The good thing is that, you know, I had some people I, I know, I'm like my best friend lives out there. It was kind of easy to establish a sense of belonging, but also it was there was times where it was kind of difficult, but I think over time, especially with being so close to work, people I work with, they make it easier. You know, I, I definitely have made more friends, but in my like immediate apartment complex alone, I don't know anyone. I don't feel as involved there, but in the bigger picture of like the capital district, I feel a little bit more a part of, which doesn't make too much sense now that I think about it, but I think knowing who I know now helped me make that transition into this community. Yeah. So the play space or like the physical community, you're not super connected to it literally where you live. Right. But you're connected to sort of the idea of it. If you consider the whole capital district as your home now, like you don't live downtown or like you haven't lived in multiple places throughout the city. So it's not like you know the ins and outs of it. Right. But you kind of are connected to the idea of that general area because you know yeah. people there and you know, you know, kind of what's going on there and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and it makes it better because like if I didn't have... A close connection with the people at work I wouldn't do things in the community I wouldn't go out bowling and then grab drinks after in Troy or downtown Albany like I wouldn't be as involved as I would be so I think establishing a group and we don't even have that many interests like the people I hang out with we make it a concerted effort to like do something that we all can enjoy doing and by doing that we actually get more involved with like the community and stuff like that and work also plays a part because they have a volunteer thing. It's it's not mandatory, but they do it like once a year. It's like, hey, get involved in the community. And whatever you do, let us know so we can help out more. So we get more people involved. And then the more people that get involved, the better yeah. for me and the community in itself. So I think it's a really good initiative that they do. And actually, it's because of what that was at work. I gained a friend who has actually come here to Frankfurt. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. I was thinking, would you say that, you know, you said that you don't really share as many interests with these people that are now part of your community to do yeah. work. Could you say that, like, the, the shared, maybe not a shared uh, interest, but you have the shared experience of moving to a new town uh, and yeah. not really having 
friends not having roots there so you kind of like bond over that and try to build something right yeah Everyone that I hang out with, I think only one or two are actually from the Capital District. I mean, there's people quite literally from all over the world. One of the people that I hang out with is from New York City. Another is from Egypt. Another is from Iraq, California. I mean, people all over the world are kind of going through the same thing. Obviously, as a lifelong upstate New Yorker, it's not that different, but it's different enough for all of us to be like, hey, let's do something together. Let's find out what we all like. Let's just hang out, kill some time, more or less. If you were to define your communities that you're involved in now, like if you could name them, would you say your your home or like your hometown is one community and then your work group is another community? Does that sound right? Yeah, yeah, I, I wouldn't blend them together. I mean, I, th- I think it's important to have a lot of different, you, it's important to be a, a part of many different communities. I'm not saying that it's mandatory that you are. I mean, some people are comfortable with being living in Frankfurt their whole life and that's it. And they can be a part of maybe a couple other things. Like, you know, they go to the St. Francis every Friday night and drink. I think especially now with the, in the age of like social media, the internet itself, like you can be involved with people all over the world who share common interests and random things. And all of those things, all of the communities that you are involved in, in a sense, can define you. And in turn, you can define that community to an extent. Would you say you're also part of other communities right now? Yeah, but like, I don't feel as strong as a connection. Like, yeah, I follow like Syracuse Sports. I'm on a forum there and like they just hired a new ba- uh, football coach. You know, their basketball season underway. So like I'm active in that forum, but like, I don't, I don't know those people like I just joined you know i don't feel as involved as i do like in a place like utica or frankfurt like i could just walk into the barber shop down the street and talk with the barber like i've known for like 10 15 years but you know on the online community like maybe it's because i'm brand new to it but it's like it's a different level like i don't feel that comfort and i think when you're really involved in a community you have a sense of comfort yeah, but that's like with any relationship like the more comfortable you are with someone like when you become friends with someone you know maybe you knock it off you, you things are going great and like within a week you feel like you've been best friends for years other relationships take time like work relationships stuff like that or even relationships like in general yeah 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 i mean i think the topic of online communities and how we as individual feel supported and seen in online communities is really interesting and i mean you said that you are just entering that space is that correct i mean to an extent like i it's like more of a less like a passive thing for me like i I don't do it to get a sense of community i just do it to kill time and because i have a common interest like the syracuse thing right it's close to home i am familiar with it it interests me because i've been a lifelong syracuse fan but i don't depend on it for like happiness or like I, I don't need to really gain anything from it right. it's more or less something like i just do it passively whereas like the utica boilermaker i look forward to that every year i when covid happened the year that we didn't have the boilermaker it really felt like something was missing on that second sunday in july and it was it was weird because like you don't feel as connected as you would when like things happen or should normally happen mm-hmm. so i think you know the more you involved you are with things I think it, it kind of helps create a good connection. Right. I mean, in a way, like in the Boilermaker, you put a lot of effort, you put a lot of time and passion into yeah. it. And at the same time, you receive a lot. Gratitude. It, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Whereas like online, I don't find that I don't seek that. And I don't, I never really got that from like social media in general. Like I don't need to be on it 24 seven. I don't need to be involved. I, I don't care that people know what I'm doing and vice versa. Like, I don't need that connection virtually. I would rather have that face-to-face, like a physical, like in person. And some people like that. Some people don't. Personal preference. But like for me, I find that a more genuine connection is like face-to-face. You're talking about the level of comfort you feel like with those places. It's kind of like the sense of comfort to me sounds like it signals to you that you belong there. Yeah. So, you know, your experience with like virtual communities or online spaces has been like, you don't necessarily receive anything from those. So it's sort of like, and you didn't expect to, but it's the reality is you, yeah, you don't necessarily have a sense of belonging from that place. But, you know, you talked about the Boilermaker. It's an event in the town where you're from. I mean, that's something that you being involved in makes you feel like you belong. Yeah. Because, like, in that sense, particularly with the Boilermaker, I feel like I'm giving it something and it's giving something to me. And, like, those kind of community events, I value more. Last episode, we, uh, with our uh, previous guests, uh, we talked a lot about uh, fandom, fan- fandom, 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 mm-hmm. and how that can be a place where community is built. Yeah, and I know. Yeah, and you know, we talked about an artist in that episode, and you mentioned you know sport in Syracuse, like college basketball and college football. And I was wondering if you could tell us more about your experience of you know being a fan of a college sport. I don't know, just your experience, what you gain from it, and if you feel part of that community, whether it's Syracuse or Michigan football or something like that. Yeah, like, I think definitely, like, there is a community, like, you can make a community being a fan of anything, whether it's a musical artist, whether it's, you know, sports team, college sports, whatever it may be, but, like, you share common interests. Like I said at the very beginning, like, like, we have a common interest. You know, you can complain about how good Syracuse or how bad Syracuse is playing. You know, and you get on the forum and I know it's probably just a bunch of guys just saying, oh, hey, we suck. You know, what are we going to do? It's basically the same thing every time. I, I, I picture it's just a bunch of old men down at the Stewart's gas station just complaining about everything. But, you know, I think that's one benefit of, like, being online is, like, you can meet with people all over the country, all over the world, talk about Syracuse football. I mean, the people that I'm on the forum with, no idea. I mean, they could be next door, they could be 6,000 miles away, it doesn't matter. But we're all sharing that common interest and, you know, in a sense, building like an online community. And my experience, like I've been, I don't know what you would really call it, like a ghost on a forum. Like I've been reading it for years because like you would get more accurate updates. Like, you know, oh, we're going to like, you know, when Jim Beheim retired, like someone called it and they're like, oh yeah, no, you're wrong or you're right or all that stuff. But again, it's it's all because of that common interest. Right. Like I have, could have literally nothing else in common with these people except for being a fan of Syracuse football and basketball. Obviously, I like more things than that, but like, you know, Fidens, Beer in, in Albany or Treehouse, when they come out with a new line, it's like you see all the people commenting, oh, this is really cool, I can't wait to try it. And then you go to Treehouse and probably see those people there, you know? Yeah. It's just like, I think in a sense, like, you're also just a fan of beer. Right. It's just... Literally a can of beer. And people will travel hours and hours to go drink a can of beer. And to me, I think that's pretty cool. 
do you feel like i mean of course you're saying you've been you know you you know get the hype online for a new treehouse beer and then you go there or you keep up with all the circus news and then you go to a game mm-hmm. do you feel like that that hype or that connection that comes from being online does it spill to like the physical presence like one when, when you go to a circus game do you feel like you're just an individual there or you actually feel that connection that that support from i feel like it definitely helps it definitely helps the experience overall because when you go to like like any venue or anything like you're a fan of when you go to that place it just makes it that much better because you feel like you're a part of it in a sense i mean obviously you're not going to be on the basketball court or on the football field playing in syracuse i didn't go to syracuse but Yeah, I think it definitely helps, you know, being involved in a virtual community mm-hmm. definitely helps when you are actually physically involved in that community. Mm-hmm. And the same goes for like Treehouse or anything like that. Like, I think, you know, when I see a couple cans that are coming out, like, oh, I really want that beer. And I go there and I get that beer. It makes it that more exciting mm-hmm. because you see something and you get it. And at the same time, you're doing something you enjoy. Yeah, so another thing that I would like to ask you, you know, you know, we talked about your experience with community like now or in the, in the past, virtual, physical, based on an ex- shared experience or a mm-hmm. shared interest. How does your ideal community look like to you? Like if you could if you had a blank canvas and you could draw your ideal community, what would it be? So There's not really one good answer for that because, like, I identify communities in two different aspects, mm-hmm. more or less. So, one would be living in, like, my community. So, the place, my physical community, the place where I live in, is similar to the place I grew up in because that's familiar. That's what I'm familiar with. That's what I'm comfortable with. Mm-hmm. So, I, my ideal community would be something where I'm comfortable. What I find comfortable is a small town, you know, like a close-knit community. You have a nice property with good neighbors and all that stuff, but you have privacy. You have your own land, but, you know, you're you're close where you can go over to your neighbors and just talk and hang out. They don't need to have the same interests as me because I can get that aspect from the online world, the online communities that I'm involved in or the clubs I'm involved in, like extracurricular things with work or like, you know, I, I go to a bowling league or, you know, stuff like that. The community where I live in would be close to like a, a bigger city that has all the things that I need, you know, that has different things. You know, you could go see a comedian at like a theater. You could go see some like college basketball or football games. You could go see like different events you can have you know you have good access to good food uh, different food options but your immediate home where you live is close to that but far enough away so you're not always there so you actually have like a sense of excitement when you travel there because like i feel like in my ideal community if you live right next to everything you need it doesn't make it as special in my view and like so my immediate like i like people to be who they are Like, I don't need people to be what I expect them to be. Mm-hmm. Everyone is unique. And I think uniqueness within your physical community, the community you live in, is important. It's something that every individual should have. And so in my ideal community, everyone would be unique. Obviously not to an extent where they're just outrageous, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're dangerous or something like that. Like, to an extent, if you, you know, you're respectable, you respect me, I respect you, you know, it's fine. You want that interaction with your neighbor and be interested and yeah. being able to get together and like have, back, have, have a few and... beers watch a football game or something <laughs> like that you know or just go over to the place have a bonfire you know you know you don't need to spend every waking minute with them but like it'd be cool to be involved 
Yeah, and yeah, so that like you feel like safe and comfortable to do that, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But at the same time, you have enough privacy on your in your own home. So like, if you want to just be away from people, mm-hmm. be away from the community, yeah, you have enough land and room to do that. You know, to do your own hobbies. It seems like you really value personal liberty, even within the context of community, right? Yeah, yeah. I think it's definitely an important aspect in my view because. Yeah, I'm not the kind of person that expects people to be one type of way. I don't expect to like live near someone who likes treehouse beer or likes Syracuse basketball or leans a certain way in the political parties or, you know, is really extravagant about Christmas lights or something like <laughs> let people be people as long as they don't intrude on you and make you feel uncomfortable or unsafe. Because when that happens, that's not a good community. Hmm. In my opinion. Yeah. Well, I definitely get that and share that idea of like safety and you know comfort at being part of a community where like if you're able to create connections with people in your physical space, then I mean we talked about this in our podcast before where you know it's just having those relationships with your neighbors or your the people that are physically near you, it empowers everybody and it yeah the destroying the walls between people like you know not necessarily physical but just like yeah relational yeah. then you can you feel like you're in this together and it you know yeah the, the, it gives not, you like a good sense of belonging i think and then like it gives you i don't want to say purpose but i think like maybe like more meaning if you move to a new town you become familiar with the people you live next to and then it expands out to people like a couple of streets down or you know a couple of miles away like, oh, yeah, you know, I know you, you know me, like, are you guys hang out, you see each other at the grocery store or something like that, and you have a quick five-minute chat. I think that carries value mm-hmm. and gives you a sense of belonging, which I think every human should try to feel. Do you think that, like, for example, your coworkers or the people your age that you interact with, do they belong somewhere or do they struggle to have that sense in their life? Like, yeah, if they, yeah. you know, if they're, like, comfortable with, like, oh, I belong to this in this place... Or they like struggle to find community where they can I think, probably be part of. Yeah, I think everyone struggles. Everyone struggles until they find the right thing. But I think part of establishing what your hobbies are, what communities you want to be involved in, you kind of have to struggle. That's part of learning. It's part of growing. Like you're going to come across people that, for whatever reason, just don't like you or don't agree with what you like, or you know, you have this interest and they are like, well, it's just dumb, you know. So everyone struggles, but I think everyone should find and should be able to find a community where they feel like, not necessarily heavily involved in, but like they feel comfortable and welcomed. Whatever aspect that is, it could be like, you know, a sports team or Taylor Swifty or whatever, whatever they call it or what, anything like that. Like if, if it's something that you are interested in, whether it's running, whether it's, you know, dogs, because I'm, I'm sure on social media there's a community for everything. Like, you know, dog lovers of the greater Utica area or something like that, or restaurants or something like that, or culinary culture. Things like that. Like if you have something that you're interested in, it may take you time to find that community, but you eventually should be able to find something that, because everyone has an interest in something innately. I I feel like everyone should be able to find something. And I think you kind of need to struggle sometimes because sometimes you learn the most from when you're like down bad or something like that. At least in my experience, like I tried different things, just didn't work out for me. In the end, like today, I'm like, okay. You know, I learned from that. I'm who I am because of that experience. Right. The topic of, like, having to struggle, I mean, me personally, I'm really 
like I, I think yes, struggle is an important part of everyone's life. Mm. Like you need to go through some kind of struggle to actually find out who you are. Yeah, and it's I don't know, and I think that an easy question, right? And like Stella and I, I think we disagree on that. Like where I always bring up the idea of like, oh, we have to struggle, and I maybe romanticize struggle yeah. too much in my experience, just because like I like a good story from like. Right. Story. But at the same time, I think we need as a culture in general to understand what we mean with struggle. Because like I think, I mean, I read books about initiation, right? Like the idea of initiation into manhood that we don't have in this culture. And I think that is a controlled, meaningful, purposeful experience created to understand struggle in somebody's life. Mm-hmm. And actually step into manhood, coming out of this initiatory experience, and then actually feel like, okay, now I have a role in my community. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's not like a struggle where, the, and they can, you know, now maybe we understand struggle and, like, oh, my life is terrible, and, you know, like, I don't have anybody, and I'm not supported, and I, what am I going to do with my life? And it's all the kind of like a struggle that doesn't have a support system necessarily. And we're all left to our own devices to get that support. And some some people are lucky to get that support from mm-hmm. family and friends. Some other people don't. And yeah. then maybe those people are left behind or they have, you know, mental health problems or, you know, they just enter the criminal justice, you know, just yeah. you know, get, yeah, 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 yeah. get, you know, stuff can go downhill really fast. The idea of struggle with just some form of initiatory experience that brings people to pass a certain threshold and be like, okay, life is hard, but we have a community that supports us. And the, we are system, facing yeah. this thing that seems like the hardest thing we've ever done, but with a support system in a community that is actually, that needs us to do that thing. Mm-hmm. Instead yeah. of being like, okay, this is a struggle that I personally need to do because I'm the hero of my own story. Like, I don't like that sure. part of things because it's like... But, I, I mean, I get that because, like, I mean, everyone is going to struggle in a different sense. But I think if you're born into, let's just say, like, a wealthy community and you have everything handed to you throughout life, you know, statistically speaking, you're going to be set for life. They're not going to need to struggle. They may struggle to fit in with people. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying, like, you need a life-changing struggle, like, you're really down bad and, like, you know, you have only the community to help you. Like, you don't need to be in that situation, but, like, maybe you, you're in high school, you're a part of a a community, you go off to college a couple hours away, and you struggle to identify, like, okay, that's who I was in high school, who am I now? Who am I going to be in five years? What am I going to do with my life? That's a struggle I think a lot of kids in the United States face. And that kind of struggle is something that like I can relate to. You know, it, it took me a while to really understand what I liked, how I came across it, and why I like it. And that struggle, you know, it, it, it took time. But I look back and those resources, the community, whether it was my immediate family, extended family, friends the people that I relied on then are still around now. And so, like, that really helped carry me through all those struggles. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I identified who I was over time with their help, either directly or indirectly. And I think it ties back into all that. Like, you know, if you have a strong community, whether it's your friends, whether it's your family, 
or whether it's neither of them. Maybe it's an online community. If you have a support system that says, hey, you figure it out, but we're whatever you need, we're here to help. I think that really helps people define who they could be and who they are. Oh, totally. Yeah. I think this thread of struggle is really interesting with community. It's come up in our other conversations too, because I have this idea that originally, like prehistorically, human communities were only place-based, like the first type of community you defined at the beginning. But now we have the freedom and the luxury of defining who we are as individuals because it's easy to leave the place where you grew up Mm -hmm. because of technology, because of resources. Like you have enough resources that you can pack up food and go in the woods for three days and you're not going to die. You know, Mm -hmm. like you're still going to have money to pay for groceries and there's still going to be a grocery store. Like you don't have to rely on the fact that you need to live in the place where your food grows if you want to eat. And so you can leave your community now. And with that comes the ability to be more individualized, more unique. You talked about like your ideal community is a place where you kind of have the things you need, which, you know, for you, it's. It's privacy, it's ease of access to things that are entertaining or enjoyable or, you know, things mm-hmm. that make your life better and a solid, like a respectful connection with your neighbors mm-hmm. who can have like diverse interests. Like you don't care either way yeah. as long as they're respectful. And I think, you know, that point about having a bunch of unique individuals making up a community is unique in the history of humankind because... Yeah. We've never had the freedom as much as we do now to try to figure out what we're interested in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the the struggle, I think, comes up when, if you think about rites of passage or initiatory experiences, mm-hmm. we don't really have those in our culture, at least, you know, outside of, like, religious contexts. So you're kind of going into the dark when you're trying to figure out who you are, especially, like, entering adulthood. Yeah. Like... Yeah. Nobody's telling you who you have to be. And that's a mm-hmm. great thing. And it's also terrifying. And it's also disorienting. I mean, yeah, how do you sure. know who you are if your community doesn't tell you? You have to figure it out. Or you get to figure it out. But that you know, that it... can be a, a whole life's work. And that's why mm-hmm. I think a lot of times it can feel like a struggle. Because you keep falling back to, well, I don't know. You know, I don't know who I am. Or I don't know what I like. Or I tried this and it didn't work and I don't know why. Or I think that I should fit here and I don't. And I don't know why. Mm-hmm. And if you have a community to carry you through that, you're lucky, right? Like, I mean, fortunate. you're fortunate, fortunate to to have the freedom to explore your interests in a safe way, in a way that I tried this thing out and now it's not working. I have something to fall back on. And that thing you fall back on is your community, your family, your friends, or, you know, your old interests. Like maybe you go to college and you're like, I don't even know what I like anymore. And then you're like, let me just go back home. And, yeah. like, check in with the place I used to go and get pizza in high school. Like, mm-hmm. let me talk to my old friends. Like, let me talk to my mom. Let me play soccer like I did when I was a kid. And it, like, inspires you back to yourself. But then you have to sort of carry that into adulthood and try to figure out where do those things fit now? Or do I have different interests now? Or yeah. maybe I have different values because the, you know, the interests are still the same. But the community you grew up with gave you a set of values that you might disagree with. And so now you have to figure out your values as an adult, too. And and that might change where you feel like you belong or where you fit in your yeah. life now. Yeah. But I think when you come back to that community, like you said, it's sort of like a grounding thing. Because that is your, I don't want to say original community, but like the community that you're most comfortable with. And I think you need to branch out 
I think everyone should branch out at some point. And if you return to that community, there's nothing wrong with that. But I think you should branch out of something, step out of your comfort zone. Why not go live in a different state? You know, even if it's for a year or two, why not move to a different city? And if you don't like it, you can say you tried. Because I think if you just live and stay in that community for your entire life, you're going to miss out on a lot. You're not going to experience everything that you could experience. I mean, the world is huge. If you just stay within that community and don't venture out, it could have a negative impact. And I'm not saying it's wrong to ever return to that. I think everyone should try it, rather. They don't need to do it forever. Because that community you're comfortable with, the one you grew up in, the one that you, makes you feel like your home, you should always have that solid foundation. But you can always venture back because you always know you can go fall back onto that community. Yeah. Yeah. So in a way, you're saying like the struggle that comes with finding a new community and building a community and finding out who you are within a new community enriches you, right? Like makes yeah. you... And you can find like maybe you maybe you love it for two months and then you realize I tried it, I don't like it. Maybe you try it and you know it's great enough where you just really enjoy it. Or maybe you do something for like a year and then you hop over to another community for another year, you know. Everyone is different. And that goes back to like my ideal community. Everyone's different. No two people have the light are the same, but I think like if people just explored more and in essence struggled a little bit. I'm not saying people, everyone has to struggle a lot, but if they struggle to find a different community, you only grow as a person. And I think as a result, you become a more effective member of any community because you went through that struggle. You witnessed what you witnessed, you went through what you went through, and you can return to your original community or you can go to a new community and give that experience and share that experience and provide people with what you went through. And I think people can learn from each other. Yeah. I think the biggest part of a community is like, you know, you always hear the saying, like, it takes a community to, to raise this kid. Well, you know, I think that definitely does ring true to some extent. Yeah. Yeah, because that community you're talking about falling back on, like, to me, that is community. The place where you're able to fall back on it. The place that you... Yeah. The place and the group of people that you can trust no matter what. So if mm -hmm. you try something new, like you can say, like, oh, I'm going to try a new community. But what you mean by that is I'm going to go and move somewhere else or live somewhere else. Or I'm going to try a different job or try a different hobby or something. And those are like pockets yeah. of community. Yeah. But they're not yeah. your hometown. And so, you know, not that the, the end result has to always be go back to your hometown. Mm -hmm. But it's... Go back to what, what you what you receive from being in in your hometown. So I mean, mm -hmm. I think it is grounding, like you said, to kind of check back in with that place. But it's what you do with that grounding that's important, because then that changes you, and then it doesn't matter where you go, because you bring that groundedness with you. You bring that sense of home with you, and that's why you can belong anywhere. That's why you don't have to stay where you're from in order to feel like you belong. Yeah, but it sort of has to be your own like internal transformation of like i feel supported i feel comfortable i feel like people have my back and that makes me strong enough to explore my individual interests which i then bring to whichever community i enter mm -hmm. as an adult as i move on in my life and that's the thing that's going to benefit the people who are there when i enter that new community so i want to yeah. go back to something you said earlier too about how your community might change you and you might change your community mm-hmm and how, you know, so like in your ideal situation, you feel supported and you feel respected 
by the people who are around you and you have the things that you need as an individual mm-hmm. and everyone is expressing their unique individual expression as people. Then in response to that, you are able to give to your community what's yours to give, whatever that is, you mm-hmm. know, your unique gift, let's say. And that is something that you give to your community, to the place where you live, to your neighborhood of people, to the individuals who live there. So I want to like go into this idea of like shaping your community and we can take it two ways but like one thread is what has your experience as an individual been like what do you feel like you bring to your community and maybe that's something you're figuring out you know you're like struggling to define for yourself or whatever and that's Mm -hmm. that's valid too but the other thing is like how does that spill over to general culture and shaping culture in the place where you are Hmm. So you're basically asking, like, what do I give to a community? Mm-hmm. And what does a community give back? Well, I think you've, like... you've talked a lot about what community gives to you. Yeah. And, like, in your experience and in your ideal, you know, idea mm-hmm. of what a community is. But what do you feel like you... Have you defined that for yourself, what you bring to a community? I think I bring, like, a, a unique situation to everything. Like, I, I, I try to treat everyone nicely which upstate new yorkers are not really nice generally i've had a lot of people at my work whether they were co-workers like or people above me or people i didn't know like they went out of their way to say like you know you're really nice you're really kind you actually listen to me i i actually had someone last friday say like i wish more people were like you because things would go a lot better and like those little things while like it could be just like listening to someone or just talking to someone who's having a bad day or having a good day or whatever it is just like those little tiny acts is something that i have always done you know i make an effort to make an effort you know i i wasn't the smartest kid in school in my high school but i think i'm one of like eight who actually has a graduate degree like i don't use that as a strength but i use that like I don't give up. Like, I, I've made an effort to actually do something, to actually create an end result. And I think, like, that's what I give to the communities that I am involved with. Like, I, I make an effort to just be nice and just contribute something. It doesn't have to be major. It could just be, you know, a small chit-chat. Like, I try to make people feel comfortable. Like, especially in my work community, when I have people literally from all over the world working with me. Like, I try to just make them feel like, yeah, it's kind of a bad day, but you know, talk to me about something. It could be anything. Or like, I, 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 you know, in grad school, I wasn't really the talkative person, but I was a nice person. There were some not so nice people because, you know, in grad school, people are really trying we, they, what we called like the gunners. They wouldn't help anyone. They wouldn't like be like, oh, like I got a 98 on this test. What'd you get? Oh, like I, I, oh, I got like an 85. They're like, oh, well, sucks to be you kind of thing but if i was like i got an 85 person got like a 75 next to me i'd be like you know like what happened like where'd you go wrong something like that and just like i think those little things i don't make major contributions in my eyes but i like try to make an effort to do the smaller things yeah that's awesome that you have that reflection on yourself like some people just spend their life wondering like what they're good for yeah <laughs> like yeah what they contribute it, it, and honestly like it, it took a while to realize that like i it was maybe a couple months ago but like you know i'm a manager and like my report was like you know i was only his boss for not even a year and he's like you know you really are probably the nicest person i ever met <laughs> and i was like 
yeah, okay, whatever. Like, yeah, right. thanks, you too. You know, kind of that, that thing. It was like passive. And then like a couple of days later, I was like, huh. It really hit you. Yeah. 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 And it, it was just cool how it happened. It was just something I didn't really expect. And that's how you build culture, right? I mean, it's just like oftentimes just, you know, being there for others and just bringing that kindness and bringing that presence. Yeah. It just creates a better work environment or creates a better just society in general because, yeah. you know, it's like... Not everybody has to achieve and, you know, succeed or be the hero. Mm -hmm. It's just like, okay, we're here and we're nice to each other. And then I personally would rather live in a place where people do that or, you know, be mm -hmm. nice to each other rather than a place mm -hmm. where everybody tries to be better than everyone else. Yeah, like, yeah. Look down. like competition is good to, to an extent. I mean, like, there's difference between, like, being competitive about everything, but, like, I think competition, which is a main driver of, like, our culture these days, is healthy to an extent, but if you're like, oh, I need to be better at this, 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 and this, then the person next to me, like, I don't really think that's the good thing. I think a healthy competition is good. I think I think we need a healthy competition, but it, if it becomes unhealthy where you're like, oh, I need to be better at absolutely everything than yeah. the person in my community, in my hometown, in, in my friends group or whatever, like, I need to make the most money. I need to, you know, be in the best shape. I need to look the best. You know, my hair has always got to be perfect, like everything. I think that is unhealthy, but if you're like, you know, you push each other to be better. But I think our culture in general, especially nowadays, and I definitely am a firm believer that social media had a part in this, but I feel like people just always need to comment on, like, say, oh, I had a great day today. Someone would be like, oh, no, you didn't. Or like, you know, the, the, what really sparked it, I think, is just like politics. In the United States, you have the Republicans and the Democrats, and everyone has to identify with either one of those in some way. And I think that is the core root of like why I hate social media is because like everyone's like, oh well, I blame the left or I blame the right for this, and everything like it, it stems from that. People are like, whatever your opinion is, I don't agree with it. Like they have to make a point to say like, yeah, whatever. People just aren't nice and aren't respectable. And I think if more people would just be like, you know what, I understand your point. I don't agree with it. That's fine. But no, people have to argue because the online community masks that physical interaction. Like if you sat down in a room with 10 people, chances are they're all not going to agree on everything. And that's okay. But when you're online, we have 10 random people online. You could have people just bashing each other about absolutely everything. And I don't think that's really healthy, which is why, you know, I think we need more genuine people, more nice people. And I think, you know, hiding your true identity on a forum like Reddit or something like that, where you could be, your, your avatar is not is something just random. People can't link it to you. You can act however you want. And some people do that because why not? Why not be that person? If people just actually took the time to listen to each other and to be more welcoming to differing opinions and different cultures and different ideas and all that stuff. I think as a whole, every community would benefit from that. Yeah. So you're talking about like the politics of it. It's like, I don't think the problem is that there are two parties or that there are different parties. It's like, yeah. to me, it's like the culture is ingrained with the idea that there could possibly be a binary that there could possibly be just black and white yeah. just left yeah. and right and that kind of infuses people so even if they're not talking about you know political topics online yeah. they still have that mentality that like there could be good or bad like and in their opinion mm -hmm. whatever is their opinion is good 
Yep. And, and so they just stick to that. But it kind of comes up in any online community and in particularly on online communities because of what you're saying that if there's a room of 10 people, they don't all agree on something. Just the same as if there are 10 people commenting on a post, they don't agree either. Mm-hmm. But the difference is in person, nobody has the guts to say you're all wrong and you're idiots because my mm-hmm. opinion is right. That's not how people treat each other in real life. If Ideally. We, I mean, yeah, I mean, maybe ideally, someone, there's yeah. one jerk who comes in and says that. But it's like typically yeah. in a, you know, in a respectful situation, that's not ever happening. You a can't person. block a person in real life either, right? So it's mm-hmm. like, I don't like what you said. I'm going to block you. Like, you only yeah. get to do that because social media. Yeah, well, there's no accountability, right? Yeah, and like, exactly, there's no responsibility and, for your actions. But they, yeah, like, that's the thing. Like, I, I think it's not the fact that there's only, there obviously are more than two options, but like, right. I think people are like, they automatically assume you're either on this side or you're on that yeah. side. It's infused and our it's, mentality. Yeah. And like you said, there's black or white. There's no gray. Yeah. And it carries over. Like, it could be into anything you talk about. If they disagree mm-hmm. with you, they're like, well, there has to be someone who's right and someone who's wrong. Yeah. There can't be anything in between. And I think as culturally, that is a good thing sometimes, but it can also be a very bad thing. Well, good and bad is what you're talking about, too. <laughs> <laughs> which is... which is That's the point. It's infused yeah. in our minds so much that it's... It's hard to to kind of change your mind, but to your point, maybe the cultural work, the cultural movement is just being nice, is just listening to people. It's not trying to be right. It's not trying to define who is right and who is wrong or bash the person you think is wrong or whatever. It's just maybe we can stop focusing on the left or the right, the good or the bad, the black or the white, and just saying, you're a human too. Like we've all been through something. Yeah. And, and we don't have to talk about anything more than that, even. Yeah. I mean, it certainly hasn't been very ideal past couple of years, especially with COVID and everything shutting down and everything. Like, you know, I, I think that definitely changed people. And I'm not saying there's ever been like a perfect time throughout human history. You say, well, everyone should just be nice. You know, it's not going to happen. It's not. No, it's but just, that's the work you are doing as an individual. Yeah. That's your but That's my your individual community. contribution. Yeah. And I'm not saying like everyone is going to do that, you know. But, like, ideally, if everyone was just a little bit nicer, the world would be a better place. But it's tough because when you have the leaders of our country, like, doing the stupid stuff that they do, bickering about life-changing decisions that they make on what seems like a daily basis, these are the people that everyone looks up to, in a sense, you know? And, like, if they're acting like that, the most powerful people in our country, if they're acting like that, what does that tell everyone else? You know, if, if you look at a leader in any community and they're acting like a child, everyone's right. going to act like a child, right. you know? Yeah, there's no elders, there's no accountability for, you know, there's no people yeah. leading us in a heart-led way where it's just like trying yeah. to do the nice thing, the kind thing, and maybe the hard thing, but with love and compassion, hmm. I guess. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> balls, yeah, man. Yeah, well, thank you, Gary, for being here, thank you, here and sharing your experience or your thoughts about these topics. Anytime. Thanks for having me. Thank you, G.